0: a more personal and human side to these players and coaches. I watched the Super Bowl again with their parents, Jack and Jackie, for their first time. They hadn't watched it since it was over five years ago. You wanna know what makes this guy tick? Man of the crowd is gonna give it to you.
1: Welcome into the lounge once again. There's no Ryan Mink in the lounge this week. You know, it's kind of become the norm around here for Mink not to be here. I think he's going on the world record for the world's longest vacation. Um, But we press onward and today we have Sarah Ellison back from maternity leave are you sure
0: mink's not on maternity leave himself
1: that's true i mean i mean i, th- I
0: got to get three months is he is he getting close yeah, to that I,
1: yeah i think he's rivaling your maternity leave <laughs> okay. at this yeah. point yeah, it's neck and neck
0: yeah
1: um so he should be back next week. Uh, we'll see if that is the case, if he ends up making his way back from Europe or not. He might just end up staying there. We'll see. Um, but that said, Sarah Ellison is filling in. Back from maternity leave this week, we want to talk Ravens training camp preview and also uh, talk about a new podcast that is coming out that Sarah is 100% behind. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to jump into that discussion, and I think that a lot of people are going to be excited about that. It's, um, it's another Ravens podcast, but it's a totally different flavor than what we do here in the lounge.
0: Totally different. not yeah. trying to compete with you guys.
1: Well, there's always competition. I'm
0: trying to compliment you.
1: Competition is good. Competition brings <laughs> out the best.
0: Harbaugh,
1: <laughs> Co- thank you. Competition brings out the best in all of us. But I would just
0: crush you guys. So, you know, <laughs> trying to take it easy.
1: And uh, by the way, if you guys hear a driving rainstorm or thunder in the background, that's because we are doing this and it is an absolute downpour going on outside right now. Downpour. Um, and so there's been some thunder that you may hear in the middle of this podcast. And
0: can I just point out, it is freezing in here. It is. I literally have a blanket <laughs> on me, and i pull it up over my head if it didn't mess with my mic.
1: Yeah, we keep the lounge <laughs> at about 61 degrees in it here. <laughs> it's, no matter what time of year it is in here, it's ice cold in this room.
0: Yes.
1: Um, so, as always, if you guys have emails, we don't have a great email to read this week, Sarah. I was hoping that there would be an email that you could... Join in with me on and oh, read, man. but no email. But we want some good emails, so you can uh, send us questions that you have, comments, things you want to hear from us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Um, we always love those emails, but kind of lacking this week. It's a dead period. It's a dead period. So, uh, But that's going to end because training camp is going to get started next week kind of unofficially this week, rookies have already reported here into the building.
0: Injured players, uh, Injured players, quarterbacks. quarterbacks
1: um, and then all the vets are going to be here next week and they're going to hit the practice field. So this thing is, we're moving full steam It's about ahead. to
0: get exciting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, for, like, what for you, when you look at this team, I know obviously you haven't been here, but you've been watching, you know, and paying right. attention uh, while you've been on maternity leave. So, like, what is your biggest question, sort of almost from an outsider's perspective of not being in the building here over the past three months
0: yeah well just to to point out there while I haven't been in the building I've been tweeting I I tweeted from (laughs) my hospital bed okay I'm committed to Ravens football so I'm certainly uh not out of the loop my biggest question um I'm really curious about who's going to start opposite of trail Mm Suggs. I know there's leaders um and even if it's not just this year even beyond like the Ravens have drafted and brought in some young players for some new outside, li- outside linebacker blood, and I'm just excited to see these guys hit. I, I didn't see the offseason practices like yeah. you, and I don't know that I missed too much because they weren't hitting, so it's really hard to see. But I really want to get a look at Tyus, Tyus Bowser. I want to look at Tim Williams. I want to see how Matt Judon has progressed. All of that. So that's one of my biggest questions because I felt like the Ravens lacked in the sack department last year, And they really went to address that. And I want to see which one of these young guys is going to step up.
1: It's funny you mention that. I mean, I did a final drive on Monday about Tim Williams because he's one of the guys that I'm really interested to see. How does he look, you know, physically? He has all the tools. You know, everyone kind of knows his story. A lot of people thought he would be potentially a first-round pick, ended up falling to the third round because of some off-the-field stuff and the Ravens get him. But, yeah, I'm excited to see him. I I think that he is, like, kind of the perfect model of a situational pass rusher who can be really effective. Like, I think he could be a guy that has – you know, maybe he gets, like, eight sacks. You know, that'd be right. on, like, the high end. But a Purnell McPhee-type player um, that from Purnell's rookie season who comes in there. Matt Judon last year, you know. Yeah. He was a very effective player. So who's going to start, though? That's a good question. Like, I don't know. I think that's one of the battles that there hasn't been a ton of chatter about because we talk about the offensive line so much. But right. Like, that position is obviously a huge position, and I think that's that's one to watch in training camp.
0: It's always the positions that have more obvious holes, whereas now there's less. Um, I'd say there's less concern about outside linebacker just because there's so many to choose from, but that doesn't mean that there's an answer yet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, uh, so yeah, that's my that's one of my biggest questions. What about you?
1: Um, I look at the offense still and i think of how is this offense going to be improved so
0: mm.
1: like that is i think the defense is going to be good they were seventh last year um they were really solid until really like the, the fourth quarters of some games like they were a great defense so to i th- to finish yeah, yeah i think the defense is going to be i would say a top five group that's my expectation i'd agree with that top five unit so just by the means of that alone you should win a lot of games now you got to score points so my question is where are the points going to come from I think the Macklin thing is huge.
0: It had to happen. I agree with that. Yeah.
1: You, now you have somebody that totally compliments Perriman and Wallace. I'll, also, you look at the receiving core now, and you're like, that's pretty good. I kind of like what the Ravens yeah. have. Yeah. Um,
0: well, and Macklin compliments them in the, in the way that, I, you know, a lot of people think of him as, as a deep threat also, but he can run every route on the yeah. tree. Yep. Every route. He is probably the most complete receiver that you picked up in June.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing. You get these. It's so funny because every year, like, Ozzy says, oh, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait. I'm going to see what happens. Yeah. And I, th- you, when you hear that, you can also kind of hear the audible grumbles coming from fans who are like, <laughs> Yeah. oh, we're going to wait. Like, no one's going to be available. Right. And. You know, the free agency market gets picked over pretty quickly, but then all of a sudden you have Macklin who, if you stack him up, his resume against the players that went in the first couple of days of free
0: agency,
1: he stacks up with all of them.
0: Absolutely. Is this receiving core overall better than last year's? Because like you said, Macklin is a huge addition, Mm -hmm. and I don't think you can underestimate how much... Danny Woodhead, you talked about the run game, but he's going to affect the passing game.
1: Oh, for Huge. I think he's going to catch like a million passes this year. A million. Like, yeah. he could
0: legitimately lead the Ravens in receptions
1: yeah.
0: um, out of the backfield. So, but you've lost Steve Smith, and you've lost Dennis Pitta. You've lost Kamara Aiken. Mm-hmm. And so you like these signings, but the question is, is did they just bring him back to where they were last year to, to replace him, or are they better and to me, the jury's still out on that. I don't know that the new signings are better than what was on the team last year. Right. Are they, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're all great signings, and they needed to happen. Um, but you don't just want to hit status quo. Yeah. You need to score more points.
1: You know what I think it comes down to, like when debating, is are these weapons this year better than last year? What I think it comes down to is Brashad Perriman. He's mm-hmm. not a new signing, but where he is in his development could be night and day this year compared to where it was last year. Right. Last year he missed he obviously missed his rookie season. Then he missed the entire off season program because he was hurt. So then he comes back in the middle of training camp and it takes him a while to kind of get to get going. Um, I think that I mean he didn't even play a game until I think the first game of his career was the fourth preseason game last year. That was the first time he suited up in a game. Yeah. So then he plays an entire season and he thought you know his rookie his his second season really his rookie season was okay. Not great for a first-round pick, but you got to consider everything that he had to go through to get to that point. So, yeah. for me, I mean, he, I've said it many times. He may have been, might have been the best player on the field during the entire offseason program. And if he plays like he did in April, May, and June, if he plays like that in September and October and November, then all of a sudden this passing game is going to have a whole other dimension that it didn't have from the last couple of years. Yeah,
0: that's interesting because I've seen – I've heard a lot of people say that Jeremy Macklin is the X factor in this offense. And I I almost agree with you it, with the way you're describing it. It sounds like even though he's not new, Brashad Perriman's the the yeah. X factor because yeah. you're saying Macklin replaces Steve Smith, Benjamin Watson replaces uh, Dennis Pitta, um, Danny Woodhead is kind of different, I, but maybe maybe with um,
1: I think Woodhead Macklin kind of together replace Stephen Pitta, like okay I, I think so. Pitta had 86 catches last year. You know, a bunch of those are going to go to Danny Woodhead. You know, some of those are going to go to Watson. Some of those are going to go to Nick Boyle. Right. Um,
0: so I, they have the replace. So yeah. person for person, they have the replacements. Right. So, you've, so that that's what ma- matches it up to last year. So what you're saying is Perriman's the X factor because he's the one person that can com- has the potential to explode.
1: Yes. Like, all of a sudden, and I don't know if it happens. We'll see. But all of a sudden, like Perriman could be one of those guys... That like week four comes around and everybody's trying to get on their fantasy team because he's just blowing up and he's <laughs> right. and he's got four touchdowns in the first three games and 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 he has a 1,200 yard receiving season like those things could happen like it's yeah. not by any means outside the realm of possibility um, so like if he really puts it together now I think that you go into the season I would think that it's probably Wallace and Macklin as your as your two starting receivers to open the year but that's not to say. Perryman's going to be on the field a lot, and he's going to get plenty of action. I think he finally feels comfortable with Joe. I think Joe finally feels comfortable with him. Right. The offseason practices made a huge difference for them. So, like, yeah, I think he could explode. Yeah. Now, does it happen? We'll wait and see. The other thing, too, when you talk about the X factor and what's different from this year to last year, another player who's not new, but he's coming in from a much better place this year is Joe Flacco. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, like,
0: oh my last gosh. year he
1: hadn't even practiced yet. It's at this not, point, yeah,
0: he wasn't even he wasn't even playing. I think, listen, Joe Flacco's personality—he is never, ever, mm-hmm. ever, 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 ever gonna use his knee as an excuse. Nope. And that's what you want out of your starting quarterback. You want him to be that way. So all year last year, hey Joe, how is the knee affecting you? Oh, I don't even think about it. It's not a big deal. It's not affecting me. Yada yada yada. I mean. I'm sure there's truth to that, but I'm not buying all of it. I wasn't buying all of it. I just don't see how that could be the case where you have this massive knee injury, and it wasn't just the ACL. Other, yeah. <laughs> other ligaments got messed up in there too. You're coming back. Um, I mean, he came back quick. He got back for training camp. But how do you not – how is it that not in the back of your mind? You've got this, you had this rookie left tackle in, in Ronnie Stanley. I mean, it's got to be there. And I do think that that probably messed with his timing. I know there were a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks saying that his footwork was off or he was, you know, throwing early or whatnot. So I do put some stock into that kind of stuff. And I think a a year removed, another year removed from his knee, I think will make him a better quarterback.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. You can look at the stats from last year and look at his first half compared to his second half of the season, first eight games, last eight games, and he was much better right in the final eight games of the season right. and i don 't think that that 's any coincidence. I think that the knee you know it takes time it, right and and to your point he 's never going to come out and say that, but that doesn 't mean it 's not affecting him yeah, and I think that there's a difference between is it is it bothering you like maybe it 's not bothering you, but maybe you you just don't feel right. You know, you make a throw and all of a sudden you're like, man, I thought I would have a little bit more on that one. And and or my timing feels a little bit off or maybe I'm a little bit more hesitant to tuck it around like. Right. So, I think he's going to be significantly better and then that is going to help every area of the offense and cool. then you go back to the thing with Perryman now they feel like they're on the same page that's what I was about to Mike say like Wallace now they're in a second because he year. was
0: new last year he's
1: new yeah and it didn't take him long to get acclimated and
0: at, well it didn't but then also Steve Smith if I remember correctly was coming off his achilles yeah
1: he didn't he didn't suit up at all in the preseason he didn't right. suit up until late in training camp
0: right so it wasn't only Joe yeah but it was his receivers no. that they were either coming off injuries yep. or coming from other teams now Macklin you're gonna have to deal with some of that too but at least with Paramin and um, Wallace, you have that chemistry already built yep. in.
1: Yep, and and you're going have you're going to have all of training camp with Joe being healthy to work through those things. Correct. so um, you know I, obviously there's questions to answer, but I, I, I mean I can't wait. you know the guys are going to be back on the field you know a week from today for the first practice.
0: <laughs> it's exciting to even think about yeah to see him, to see him all out there, to see him hitting and, and getting back to it and I would say compared to last year because we were we were working on the content plan already this, yeah. this week and uh, we're going to do a quick recap um, uh, for all the injured players yeah. that are coming back and I compared that to last year night and day yeah there's some injuries there's some injuries there's um, Yonda who I really don't worry about I know, uh, you know, I, I, I... he was
1: a pro bowler when he's playing out of position when his shoulder was bad. <laughs>
0: right, so now so... he's going to go
1: back to his natural position and he has surgery to repair the so- shoulder. Right. I do. Th- I do think like Jan is going into, I think, his 11th season. So every time I'm like, I wonder how long we'll be able to stay. Yon is just going to be one Yon of the is best just in just going to
0: be Yonda. Like, yeah.
1: I still think he will be this year. Yes. But I I, I get nervous. Like, at some point, you <laughs> yeah. can't keep saying that forever. Right. Right now, right. I still think we're in the sweet spot. I,
0: I'm, I'm still going with it. Yeah. I'm not worried about Yonda yeah. in terms of his injury. Um, Mosley, I think, is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, he played through it a, a bit. Yeah, I mean, he played um, through
1: last year. He didn't play in the final game, but... Or he did, he got hurt in the final game. So he play, I think Mosley will be fine. Okay. He's a dude that, he went yeah. to Alabama, those guys always, <laughs> yeah. like, they'll play, yeah. Tough you know, as nails. You know, if you go out there and play, your arm could fall off. All right, well, just go ahead and put a bunch of tape on it, I'll be good. Like, right. that's the kind of attitude those guys right, have. Right,
0: right. And then the last one I would say that is big is Benjamin Watson. Mm-hmm. He already seemed, though, in the offseason program, ready to go mm-hmm. and he still has training camp and the preseason to even get even better yeah so those those are the three big ones again comparing it to last year not even close yes, I mean you had Flacco Steve Smith Suggs Suggs Paramin. so yeah. <laughs> so many guys yep. uh and the Pitta. list goes on and on yeah. Pitta oh my heck yeah. yeah um then you have some of the recurring ones though Campanero mm-hmm. it's like the same story though as, as last season uh can he stay healthy Um, Oh, Jimmy Smith, he's healthy. He wasn't last season. So it it feels like the Ravens are in a much better position health-wise going into this season, and you just cross your fingers and knock on wood hoping that it'll stay that way.
1: Um, Obviously, we're excited about that, but the other thing I want to Ask you about is the podcast? Yes. Um, so you have a new podcast that you've spent a little bit of time working on.
0: Um,
1: and <laughs> if it's by come a little out-
0: bit you mean a year, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a, that's a little bit of time.
1: It's called Man of the Crowd, and it's going to come out next Monday. So in a few days we're going to debut it. So can you give us a little synopsis of what it is?
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, as you know, Garrett, you, your your podcast started about a year ago, yeah. And we we wanted to get into the podcast world, and uh, you and Ryan came up with yours. And then the number one thing that we, one of, the, one of the big things anyway, that fans ask us is show us a more personal and human side to these players and coaches. And um, to do that right, to do that right. I mean, it's easy to quickly, you know, here's my thought on the game. Here's who I think is going to start. That doesn't take a lot of time to do that right. I felt like I needed to put a, a lot of time into it. So, um, so, so that's what I want to do. Who is worthy of, of, of this deep, in depth look? Where I actually explore it for nine episodes, and it's all on John Harbaugh and his family. And um, I chose him because A, he's the head coach, mm-hmm. and B, not only did he bring the franchise its second Super Bowl, but he did it by beating his own brother. Right. And that is never going to happen again. Yeah. To me having seen those two coaches uh brothers facing off in the Super Bowl is like lightning striking twice. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. You know,
1: with this storm outside, there might be lightning strikes <laughs> right. a couple yeah. of times through the through the yeah. roof.
0: <laughs> Could happen. Could happen, but um so I wanted to know if this is if this is never going to happen again. This is the only family who can speak to it, to speak to what it was like to be on this world stage, not even a national stage, this world stage. You finally get your NFL dream. You finally get to the Super Bowl. And then you got to do it against your brother.
1: Right, right.
0: you got to beat your brother. So I dive into that, what it was like uh, with their family. Um, I spoke to the entire family, had interviews. I mean, long, in-depth interviews with all of them. I watched the Super Bowl again with their parents, Jack and Jackie, for their first time. They hadn't watched it since it was over five years ago. Mm-hmm. They watched it with me. It got emotional. I think fans are really going to like that. Um, and then I remember approaching John Harbaugh on this. And I, you know how it is. You go up to a coach or a player, you're like, hey, can I do an interview? What's yeah. their first question? About what? About what? What's their second question? How long do you need? How long do
1: you need? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's, that's need? actually probably the better yeah. question.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I'm like, well, uh it's not your typical interview. It's probably going to be more than 15 minutes, but I'm trying not to tell him it's going to be what I would like, at least 30 minutes. Yeah. So we we come in in this studio that we're sitting in now. We sit here. I go I couldn't believe it. He let me get through all my questions. We'd been in for about 45 minutes. And I'm like, "Coach, thank you so much. Thank you so much for all this time." He's like, "Oh, I just he's like, "I get it. Like I feel like this is going to be good." He goes, what else, Sarah? What are we missing?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I've, I've got his buy-in, like he yeah. he, he likes this, you yeah. know? Not joking, we went for another hour. Wow. This is what fans are going to get. You're going to get inside the head of your head coach. You want to know what makes this guy tick, man of the crowd is going to give it to you. I don't think there's anywhere that you're going to get more about John Harbaugh and his entire family, and they can be controversial. And and I go through it all. I go through controversy. I couldn't believe what John opened up to me about, about yeah. so many things, not only about the Super Bowl, but his first five years, he had a battle with his players. I get into it with, about Jim. People often call Jim crazy. I asked John about that. <laughs> um, and, and I'm telling you, it was in depth. It was emotional, and it was great. I, I, I think you can tell I'm super excited about it and uh, and I hope that fans will listen.
1: Yeah, I've been able to listen to the episodes that have been finished, and it's it's really good. It's, you know, it's one of the rare, it's a great piece of storytelling, but it's more than that, it's a rare look into so many people being as open as they were. You, yeah. know, you know, you give a lot of people, John, Jim, the family, but then you sat down with Steve Bashotti, you sat down with Ozzie mm-hmm. Newsome, um, you talked with other reporters in the business, Rich Eisen, Peter King, you know, just so many different people that, know this family from a lot of different angles right and i think that's awesome because you have this perspective from players from other coaches from people that have hired jim and john right so like you have this kind of full scope of everything that goes on in their lives i'm curious like what was your favorite interview as you went through this entire process because you have so many right and they're all long you know they're (laughs) all in depth they're all open is there one that kind of sticks out to you
0: there's there's a couple um i'll put the men that hired John and Jim for their current jobs, so Steve Busciotti and Jim Hackett, mm-hmm. um, s- both men are brilliant. Yeah. I feel so lucky to have been able to sit down with those two guys. They both gave me about 45 minutes to an hour. And you're just listening to the—Steve Busciotti is a self-made billionaire, yeah. and he's talking to me about leadership— and why, John, why he likes John as a leader or how he's helped mold John into a good leader, mm-hmm. um, he's brilliant. And he's candid. So I would say him and then Jim Hapkett, if you, if you don't know, he was the um, interim athletic director at Michigan yeah. who hired Jim Harbaugh. He's now, he was just recently named the CEO of Ford. Another brilliant guy. And one theme that I had... Um, for the episodes when I get into Jim, and I do get into Jim. I know he's not Ravens, but he, but his, so, his story is so critical to understanding the Super Bowl. So I do get into him. And I've told you this before. One of the main things I had was asking his family and friends of, is he, is he misunderstood? Mm-hmm. It, it was great to hear from their parents and all their perspectives, but Jim Hackett broke it down so well. And he was... And he's like, and he was, he's a nice guy, but he's like, I'm sorry, but anybody that thinks that Jim is crazy just does, has never been a leader before. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it takes to lead so many different people. He, and just talked about the leadership. So, so we get into whether Jim is, is crazy or misunderstood and Jim is great. And then outside of the two men that hired him, I'd say Jack and Jackie, their parents. Yeah. To sit down again i felt so lucky to have this opportunity to sit down with the mom and dad of the brothers that created history and that is unlikely to ever be to ever happen again and to watch the super bowl with them for their first time it did it got emotional there were there were some tears yeah and um and 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 they and they were so open uh, to me if if you would ask me, the biggest thing that I was surprised about it was how open everybody was with me. Because once you get past that 10-minute mark, they just, you know, it, John even said it became therapeutic. And so, but but it will be interesting. The, obviously, the big controversy of that game was was whether uh, Jimmy Smith held yeah. m- Kite Crabtree. Yeah. And I'm not going to give it all away, but 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 Jack went to the locker room to Jim, and Jim asked him. Was it holding? Yeah. Jackie broke it down. They gave me their answers. It's just, ah, I just want people to hear it. It's so good. It's emotional. It's, it's human. And it's, it's fantastic.
1: It is. Um, so we talked about it, but we also want to give you guys a little bit of a taste. So uh, here's a little trailer to maybe get you excited about Man of the Crowd, which is debuting next Monday.
0: From the Baltimore Ravens, this is Man of the Crowd. A multi-episode podcast that pulls back the curtain on Ravens figures' personal lives. This season, the Harbaugh family. I'm Sarah Ellison. Who could possibly having better than us? No We're going to attack this day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. Because you are fighters, and that's what you are going to be. Today, tomorrow, you are going to fight. This season on Man of the Crowd. How unique was the Super Bowl? Oh my again? gosh! No,
1: it will never happen again.
0: His lip was quivering. What'd you think? That last play? What'd you think? It was holding, wasn't it? You know what? You do wake up thinking, thank God I beat him. He wants to be considered the greatest coach that ever coached. I think when John came in the in the building, he was expecting a fight. It was getting really ugly, so I just went over and I told him, I said, hey, "That's enough." So we're a team. And that sideline kind of unleashed on me. You want to go? You want to go right now? That was a
1: really bad vibe. And I told him that will
0: be your biggest challenge. What are your impressions of Jim? Crazy. Jim is hyper, hyper competitive. He got mistreated
1: really badly in one of those jobs really badly. And I know that.
0: Yeah, I do think Jim is misunderstood sometimes. What do you think Bo would say right now if he saw Jim leading this program? Oh, he'd be so proud. And I think he does know. How about that? I think he looks down, I'm getting emotional just talking about it. It brings tears to my eyes thinking about it because it's huge. They both traveled a different path. And John traveled a long path You ain't seen Jim's shadow.
1: And there were times I didn't have a friend. Uh, You know, sometimes I wear those out. Uh, Sometimes he was my only friend.
0: This is all about family. And in the end, what does it come down to? It comes down to your family.
1: So obviously, you know, you hear it in there. It's open, it's candid, it's emotional. Um, and I've, I've listened to about half of the episodes, um, and I'm eager to hear the other ones. And what I've heard, I think I'm eager are, to
0: write it. <laughs> yeah. You you're, you're yeah. going to put those, get those done, right? Yeah.
1: Um, you know, obviously a huge undertaking. And so I, I think people will really enjoy this. Um, again, one more time that's coming out next Monday. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on SoundCloud. It's called man of the crowd. Um, it's definitely going to be worth your time and we're going to be debuting these episodes every Monday for the next, uh, Eight weeks. There's going to be a new one. Um, so, and then we'll
0: have a bonus ninth one that, that eight weeks. Yeah. Yes. yes. Little bonus.
1: Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, we appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for coming by the lounge, Thanks Sarah. for
0: having me on. Thanks for plugging it. Man of the crowd.
1: Man of the crowd. So, uh, as always, if you guys have questions or comments or concerns about the lounge, uh, which is the, uh, the brother of Man of the Crowd, uh, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Ryan will be back next week, finally. Um, have a great week, and we will talk with you again next week.